What's up, guys? Welcome back to another daily Bible reading snapshot. Today we're looking at Genesis 49 and 50. So we're finishing this book of Genesis today. And what we're going to find is Israel, the father of these 12 sons, which are going to become the 12 tribes, is about to die. And as he's about to die, he wants to bless his sons and actually to tell what's going to happen for their futures. And really, not just their futures, but the future of their entire tribes. So Genesis 49 is a chapter of prophecy. Really, that's why it's in your Bible, it probably looks like mine, it starts to indent, kind of looks like you're in the book of Isaiah or Jeremiah or something like that where it's prof it's prophetic prose. So that's what we're, we're reaching here. And as you read, you're going to see different promises that Jacob makes for his sons, and it corresponds with how they acted in their lives. So one thing that happens here, Reuben, the firstborn, the one that you would expect to get the, the highest honors and the most things as his inheritance, he actually doesn't get very much because of something bad that he did. So you're going to read about that here. Simeon and Levi, um, they, because they did what was evil and they, remember, they killed that whole city full of people because of what happened to their sister Dinah. Well, it says they are not going to have land that they're going to own and possess. They're going to be scattered throughout the, the other tribes. That comes true later on um, in the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, actually really in the book of Joshua, when they settle in the land. But it's all going to be played out in history, which there's more. I mean, obviously, Judah, he's one of the most important tribes. It says that he will be praised by his brothers. He shall have his hand on the neck of his enemies. So the idea that he's, he's the victor, he's the one who wins the fight. It says, your father's son shall bow down to you. Then in verse 10, it says, the scepter, the ruling staff, shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, until people come to him, and he shall have the obedience of the people. What's the idea? That the ruler of this this nation of Israel is going to come from the tribe of Judah. And really, we see that ultimately fulfilled in the final ruler that comes from the tribe of Judah, Jesus the Lord, who's going to rule, and he will never have the power taken away from him. We see picture of that right here in Genesis 49. And there's more as you read about these different tribes, but those are just some of the highlights. But then it says Jacob dies. He dies and he's buried and he has a request. Please bury me in that lot of land where Abraham bought a place for burial. So, so Abraham's buried there. Sarah's buried there. All these other people are already buried there. So he asks to be buried there. So he does. So he is. And after he dies, the brothers take him there and bury him there along with Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Rebecca, Leah, all those people that are already buried there in that little that little cave that they have that Abraham bought for that price of money that we studied earlier. So chapter 50, after he's dead, there is one looming question. What will Joseph do to his brothers? Is Joseph going to turn on his brothers and take revenge on them after Jacob's dead? Well, that's what they were concerned about. So they position themselves and say, hey, Joseph, like, you know, dad wouldn't want you to hurt us or do anything wrong to us. And Joseph says one of the most amazing things here in Genesis 50, verse 20, or verse 19, Joseph said to them, do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So Joseph is saying, God had a plan through all the evil choices of these brothers of Joseph. God had a plan to save his people. And that's the amazing truth that we see here, but we also see it all throughout the Bible. 
that people do evil things, but God has a plan through their evil actions to bring about his ultimate purpose. That's amazing. And it shows that God is powerful. God is knowledgeable and he is sovereign over everything that happens here on earth. So that's Genesis chapter 50. That's the book of Genesis. Now, looking at the book of Matthew here, we're looking at Matthew 15, 1 to 20 today. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and scribes and they ask him some questions and they say, hey, why don't you wash your hands when you eat? That's not about their sanitation. That's about whether or not they're going to follow the Old Testament purity laws. And it seems to be that Jesus and his disciples aren't caring so much about the scribes' additions to the Old Testament laws. And that's the question. Like, aren't you going to follow the advice of the scribes and the Pharisees? And Jesus asked them a question. He says, and why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Now, it's not that Jesus was a lawbreaker. He wasn't a lawbreaker. In fact, Jesus is the one who really fulfills the law in comparison to the Pharisees who didn't really keep the full law. They added to the law. They added their own rules and they, they were pretty good at keeping their own rules, but they didn't keep God's commandments. So Jesus tells them that here. And this is a, really a big confrontation. This is why Jesus and the Pharisees are always fighting because the Pharisees throw a punch at Jesus, so to speak, and Jesus delivers it right back. And he shows them, you need to obey God, not be so worried about the traditions that you have made in addition to what God has said. Care about what God has said. Now, verse 10, he goes on and he says, don't you know that what defiles a person, what makes a person unclean is not what they eat. It's not if their hands aren't washed. That's not what defiles them. What defiles them is not what goes in. What defiles them is what comes out. What he's saying is it's our words. It's our evil thoughts and actions that come out through our words and our activities and actions. That is what defiles us. That's what makes us unclean before God. It's not about the food that you eat. It's about the sin that comes out of your heart. And that's another truth that Matthew has shown us over and over again, that God looks at our hearts and he says they're evil. They, there's so much wickedness. He says in verse 19 or verse 18, he says, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and this defiles a person. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defiles a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. And that's the point. God's rules back in the Old Testament were meant to show us that what defiles us is our own sinful hearts. And we need to be careful about that, especially as we read that, we think, okay, I want to be careful that I'm not a person who's always being a defiling influence on others. I don't want my heart to be impure and I don't want all this sin to come out of my heart how do we fix that? Well, God says he has to transform our hearts and we are transformed, Romans 12, 2 says, by the renewing of our mind. As we pick up the word and as we go to God and we say, hey, we want to be godly and righteous. How do we do it? God's word will guide us, but we have to say, I'm willing to have my heart changed because I know how evil it is on its own. So that's our daily Bible reading. We'll see you back tomorrow for another daily Bible reading snapshot.